This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I mean, for eating. Also, I totally have lemongrass stuck in my teeth. That's okay. I mean, nobody can see. Yeah. Um, I think I think when someone tells you you have someone something when someone tells you you have someone stuck in your teeth, <laughs> let's just leave it at that, shall we? Uh, okay. Um, did, did you eat shrimp growing up? I did. I did. Um, I'm pretty sure we ate shrimp at home, but I have to say that my most memorable shrimp memory um, is from when I was like a preteen. Um, I used to ride horses and. <laughs> This is no idea where this is going. Coming back around to shrimp, don't worry. Anyway, and I used to go to horse shows, and inevitably I would be at a horse show um, around my birthday. And for my birthday, I always wanted to go to Red Lobster and eat popcorn shrimp. Oh, yeah. Because there's a Red Lobster in pretty much every town in America. Right. So no matter where we were around my birthday, I could go to Red Lobster and eat my popcorn shrimp. Now, I don't know a lot about horses, so can I ask you a technical question about horsemanship sure. and horsewomanship? Um, is is uh, horse shows different from horse shoes? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good. It's not just a regional pronunciation <laughs> that's, issue. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, those, those folksy regionalisms. Well, what about you? Did you eat shrimp? Um, I There were fewer horses uh, in my childhood. But lots of shrimp. But lots of shrimp. And yeah, for me, um, I, I don't know if we went to Red Lobster per se. I think we went to like Skipper's maybe or Sizzler. I always get would get those confused. But yes, like some kind of endless fried shrimp promotion for me as a kid. That was what shrimp was all about. Is, would this be one of those places that had a TV commercial that involved like, do, do you remember seeing this? There's a frying pan in slow motion. Absolutely. And they're moving it toward a plate and these shrimp that are all like, super juicy and curled up on themselves come like tumbling out of the skillet slowly and there's like juice sloshing and right and it was always it was always an all-you-can-eat promotion going on and I always found this very appealing even though I don't know how many shrimp I could eat maybe nine uh wow what a waste of money right right exactly so they they were absolutely uh they were getting their money's worth out of me so would these be would this be like shrimp cocktail no, these would be uh, breaded and fried. Because I was, I was also into shrimp cocktail as a kid. Although, uh, you know, I think I, I don't know if I've ever had like a shrimp cocktail that was actually a good use of shrimp. I feel like it's usually just super cold, chewy, overcooked shrimp. Yeah, I associate shrimp cocktail, and I'm sure it can be very good. Um, when I was a kid, I would have balked at it because it had condiments involved in it. Oh, right. Um, 
and uh, and now I, whenever you, when you said shrimp cocktail, I got the image of the uh, the circular. Uh, plastic, clear plastic tray of shrimp that you get at the supermarket. And uh, that's just not very appealing to me. It's always, uh, or it's often so cold too that you almost get like the ice cream headache (laughs) from your shrimp cocktail. Shrimp ice cream headache. Mm. Okay, so so what about now? I I feel like when you walk into a store to buy shrimp, you're walking into... I, some kind of seafood minefield. I know, I, and I feel like I need to admit that while I do understand that there are certain types of seafood that I'm not supposed to buy farmed, I kind of have a hard time keeping up with why not. So I know that shrimp is one of those that we're supposed to buy wild. Yes, and uh, and I think this has gotten a little bit easier. I've noticed that around town, around Seattle at least, uh, the, the American shrimp industry has come up with this wild American shrimp label that they stick on things, which makes it a little easier to find. Um, but there's, yeah, there's a lot of things to think about when you go out and, and buy shrimp, and that's, and that's just one of them. Oh, my God. Where do we begin? Well, I mean, there's, there's fresh, uh, you know, thawed versus frozen because it's rarely actually fresh unless you live in Louisiana or something, um, which, which some people do. Let's admit it. That's true. Some um, people. And uh, so I, I kind of lean toward frozen. Um, so you like to buy them frozen. I like to buy them frozen because you can defrost them really quickly under running water in the sink. Um, and that means you know how long they've exactly. been thawed. If they weren't thawed like three days ago at the supermarket. Yeah. Yeah. I um, hear you. And in general, I find it hard to find frozen shrimp that still have the shell on. Do you find that tricky? Um, I think I have seen that at Whole Foods. I, I, I find it... Uh, trickier than not i mean most of them do have the shell off and i prefer to buy shell on because i feel like they retain more flavor yeah. that way and let, get less beat up god there's so many shrimp variables god. this is good this is insane if we go through all of them like nobody's going to be listening and we will forget where we started and we, we're going to fall down a deep dark shrimp hole and nobody will listen let's anymore. let's talk about the the shrimp poop vein instead yeah let's talk about the poop vein <laughs> we can we can put so, some information on choosing shrimp on our website where it belongs so it. everybody says it's the digestive tract but it, i mean is is it filled with poop or with undigested food or are they the same thing really um, I don't know. I do do shrimp poop. Is that is that a philosophical question? <laughs> if a shrimp poops in the ocean <laughs> and <laughs> there are no shrimp around to see it, I, I did it really poop? <laughs> I I hope they're not around to see it. I mean, even even a shrimp so deserves deserves some some degree of privacy. <laughs> anyway, right? um, do you think shrimp think of themselves as bite sized? This just popped into my head. Uh, anyway, what what were we talking about? Okay, we're talking so, about the poop vein. So do you pull? Do you devein? So let me say, uh, if the shrimp are small, I would say like medium size or smaller, like the size we're using in our recipes today. I yeah. do not worry about deveining. It, it seems like such a small amount of poop vein. However, when they get bigger, when you're talking about like prawns, I have some real issues with the size of the the amount of poop that I'm ingesting. Right. So I, when I get those, like if assuming the heads are off, which they usually are, usually you can pull the vein out oh, like through where well, the but, head was. Oh, but you know, then it kind of like sticks to your finger. It's yeah, hard to get it off totally your finger. Does. It like wraps around the knife. Or, uh, it's, oh. Uh, 
It, it's like maybe one of my least favorite things is deveining shrimp. Now, for me, like it's it's not so it's no it's no frozen banana for me. For me, the frozen banana is the grossest thing you find in the kitchen. The frozen thawed banana. The frozen thawed banana. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, if it's still frozen, it makes a great murder weapon. You hit someone over the head <laughs> right. with it, and then you make um, banana bread. And uh, you know, but we're talking about shrimp. We're talking about Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shrimp, shrimp. Right. Sorry, shrimp. Yeah, I enjoy peeling the shrimp. Um, I really do. I find Are you it very including satisfying. the poop vein in there? Uh, it's not my favorite part of the peeling. I mean, I like like the crunch of the shells coming off. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's one of my favorite menial kitchen chores. I enjoy peeling them once they're cooked. I kind of enjoy the um, the sort of resilience of the the shell, the way it kind of snaps when it's cooked. But I don't like it so much when they're raw. I mean, I'll do it. Yeah, I do like the peel and eat shrimp. Where, where you like, there's some kind of sauce on them and you lick and, your finger. Oh, yeah, you get that. all, yeah. Uh, you need like a roll of paper towels to get through it. That yeah. is the best. We didn't make that today. No, we didn't. Um, hey, do you save the shells and do you use them? I was afraid you were going to ask that. Every once in a while, I will use the shells to make an impromptu shrimp stock to to flavor something, to make a sauce for something. Not very often. Yeah, me neither. I always feel bad about it. I feel like I'm wasting this, you know, potential gold. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There are so many things in the kitchen that uh, people will tell you don't throw that away. It's gold. And if you save them all, you would just have a much... You'd like have so big, much gold. You, yeah, but but it would be like compost gold. It would be... <laughs> yeah. Can we go back to size for a minute? Yes. Shrimp size? Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, does it matter? First of all, do you... Do you Judge or do you, do you ca- categorize shrimp by the, the numeric system or like the small, medium, large jumbo? And what size do you prefer? I like the numeric system because it makes a lot of sense to me. And and I guess we should be clear that by the numeric system we mean the system whereby the metric system, the metric system. No, um, the system whereby shrimp are sized based on how many of them it takes to make up a pound. Right, and there'll be a range, so it'll be like 21 to 25 is a common size, meaning that uh, this this one pound bag of shrimp will have 21 to 25 shrimp in it. Which is slightly larger than, say, the 26 to 30 size. Yeah. Um, the ones that we were using today, would you say those were 21, 25? I believe those were 21, 25. Yeah, okay. Um, I think that's probably my favorite size. I like the 26, 30s also. Much bigger or smaller than that, I think they present. They're not as versatile. I agree. I, I get a little frightened of the really large ones. I start to feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like you can't use them the way you use shrimp. I feel like they need to be cut into pieces or they get big and chewy and very right. meaty. And... Do, you, do you like to eat shrimp heads? Um, I have a little bit of trouble with it. And I feel like it's one of those things. I feel like it's one of those, oh, I'm going to use this word. I feel like it's one of those foodie things. That foodie I'm, things. Foodie things that I'm supposed to want to do. Um, but I, I don't know. I just have a bit of a hard time sucking on a shrimp head. It's just a visceral thing. I love eating crispy shrimp heads. Yeah. Um, yeah, like if you like if you get when I you feel go like to a less Japanese a restaurant now. and uh, and you get like the raw the raw fresh uh, shrimp sushi oh, and then the they sh- and then they fry the head to go with it. I I am just in shrimp heaven there. I think it's really beautiful and I feel like I'm a lesser person because I don't want to eat it. Do you know what I wish you could do? <laughs> yes. I wish you could go to Red Lobster and get all you can eat fried <laughs> shrimp, shrimp heads. <laughs> that will be the day when we know that that America has truly turned some kind of corner. Well, when America has embraced like nose to tail in exactly. shrimp. Let's go from from nose to tail here because I I have a question um you know how sometimes they will, they will uh, someone cooking shrimp will peel the shrimp, except they will leave the tail yeah, section of the peel yeah. on? What is up with that? I noticed that when, so I keep 
wanting to talk about our recipes today. We should Let's, get there soon. We'll get there soon. Yeah. I noticed that when you were peeling the shrimp today that you took off that, that little tailpiece, and I was so grateful. I have never understood why people leave on the tailpiece, because then you just have to fish it out of whatever you're eating. Yeah, and it, I mean, I guess it looks that's for presentation, but nobody nobody likes to eat the tail. Is it because I think that there are a lot of people for whom no matter the environment in which they're eating the shrimp or whatever, they think of shrimp as something you eat with your fingers. So if you leave that little bit of shell on, it's like a handle. I, <laughs> like yeah, like that the makes corn sense. cob. It's like the it's like the corn cob of shrimp. Yeah. It's like yeah, so what they should do is oh they should make like corn holders, only shrimp yes. holders that look like little, little shrimp tiny tails shrimp tails with uh, with prongs coming out of them. Prong. That's, That's prongs, <laughs> not prawns. <laughs> that would be so amazing, though, if you had a shrimp holder that had a prawn coming out of it. <laughs> well, it would, and then you would eat the prawn off. It's amazing. Can we talk about our recipes yeah, now? Yeah, let's do Yeah, it. all right. Okay. What did what did you make? So I actually made a recipe that you introduced me to back when. Hooray for me! We should do full disclosure here. So Matthew and I have recorded a shrimp episode before. I was afraid this would come up. In fact, our very first episode. That was a really long day. It was two hours of shrimp footage, mm-hmm. and none of you have ever heard of it because it's none of it was in remotely usable. Yeah, it was complete. It was it was possibly the worst podcast ever made. I don't think it's even in the vault anymore. I think there was a a fortuitous fire in the vault that destroyed <laughs> the master tapes. Well, anyway, anyway, when we made that episode, Matthew, um, the dish that Matthew cooked was this shrimp salad that was Thai style. So it was basically this wonderful sort of hot, sour, salty, sweet uh, dressing. And um, shrimp that had been quickly boiled and tossed while they were hot with fresh cilantro, um, mint, lemongrass, and some shallot. So you get these sort of crunchy, bright herb flavors and this wonderful, spicy, salty, slightly sweet dressing. And it was delicious. And that is what I made today. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It was great. Anyway, this recipe is delicious. And we're definitely going to be linking to it from the website. So be sure to try it. Oh, I should say that is a recipe from Cosma Loha Unchit, ah, author, yes. Thai cookbook author. I am and it's so free glad on her website. So glad that you said her name and not me because I would have really, I would not have done it justice. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think there was any justice here today. <laughs> There's no justice. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right, stick it to the man. I made uh, Rick Bayless's. Um, uh, I, I'm going to get this name wrong too. Um, it's uh, it's uh, shrimp uh, with mojo de ajo sauce. I think it's kind of a Cuban style thing. Is my impression? Um, I think I think mojo is usually associated with Cuban food. Uh, I think you mean mojo. Okay, yes, it's, sh- it's ajo. Mo- mojo de ajo. Thank you, <laughs> thank you uh, for the little linguistics lesson there. Fluent in Spanish. Uh-huh. Uh huh. How do you pronounce that Gangnam style? <laughs> Um, you know, Brandon just watched that for the first time today. Really? And both of us are kind of confused as to how it became such a, like, a cultural sensation. I think it's the guy in the yellow suit. It, it, but he's just going Gangnam style. And no, that, it doesn't that's really the other go guy. anywhere. We'll talk, let's talk about this later. Okay. <laughs> I think maybe this has been discussed before. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, what was, oh, so my recipe, it's, uh, it's a Rick Bayless recipe. You, um, you cook a whole bunch of chopped garlic slowly in olive oil um, so that you're flavoring up the oil and toasting the garlic for like half an hour. You add some lime juice and uh, chipotle chilies and adobo sauce, uh, and then you use some of that oil to quickly saute some shrimp. And uh, and then serve the shrimp um, with fresh cilantro and a bunch of the uh, 
uh, chili and garlic bits uh, and a squeeze of fresh lime and you are in business. What I, uh, what's really remarkable about it to me is that the flavor you get from this long, slow cooking of the garlic is it's really special. It doesn't, the garlic gets really no, f- no color at all. It yeah. just gets this wonderful, tender, I don't know. It's almost got a melty texture. Yeah. And, and garlic, you know, garlic gets kind of sticky mm-hmm. uh, when, when you cook it slowly like that. Yeah. I, I didn't know what to expect the first time I made this recipe. I mean, I thought it was just going to be kind of like some garlic shrimp. And it's it's a completely different experience from like just quick sauteing some garlic and throwing some shrimp in there, which is also good. So uh, what else do you do with shrimp? I, I'm always amazed by how great boiled shrimp are mm-hmm. because I always think of boiling as like the last resort like you know you boil potatoes you boil pasta what what else do you really boil that's going to do an ingredient some justice but boiled shrimp is so great like you throw some old bay in there that's that's a perfect dish mm-hmm. all right so uh i think uh, i think that does it for shrimp anything did we leave anything out probably but you know what I just wanted to add that I really hope that our listeners will go check out today's recipes because they're two of my favorite recipes in in, in maybe even the history of the show. Wow. That's that's, that's really saying something. And we've done at least three episodes that I can remember. So uh, so that's that's (laughs) saying something. Yeah. Uh, Find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com. Uh, where uh, you will find our recipes for uh, Thai-style shrimp salad and a shrimp uh, mojo de ajo. Mm-hmm. Uh, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast, where you can like us. You can write a review for us on iTunes. Always a delightful thing. Mm-hmm. And until next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that thinks of itself as bite-sized. <laughs> um that's not bad. Yeah, the show, the show. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Spilled Milk and the horse it rode in on. <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah, okay, okay, we'll use one of those. Okay, I'm Molly Weisenberg. <laughs> Maybe we'll use both. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Did we do a banana episode? <laughs> Did we do an episode on Jolly Ranchers? I don't know. Anyway. Did we do a horse episode? <laughs> I'm looking forward to the horse episode. Wait, riding or cooking or both? Both. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> you heard it here that, first. That's, that's your next book, right? Yeah. Horse, ride it and cook it. <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 